For Good Measure, an interview series celebrating diverse composers and other creative artists, sponsored by a grant from the California Arts Council. I'm Nanette McGinnis, Artistic Executive Director of Ensemble for These Times. In this week's episode, we continue our conversation with Darian Donovan Thomas, who we spoke to in December 2021. Water is such an important issue for the West and Southwest, becoming even more so now with the increasing impact of climate change. Could you talk about your moving work, Fluid, and its inspiration? What was it like bringing it to Iceland? There's a bit of a funny story about that piece, actually. Um, So in San Antonio in particular, like, we care a lot about the river. And um, the school I went to, the University of Incarnate Word, there's, like, a whole curriculum based on the river that gets inserted into all of our schooling, um, which is interesting. And so it's just a thing. Also because, like, the origin of the river is actually at my school. Um, The blue hole, like, the well where it starts is at Incarnate Word. And that's part of why people started settling there. Um, but it's uh, it, it's weird because it's like, it's the thing that's the origin of the city. It's like the spine of the city, but also it's so commodified and so touristy that no one really goes there who lives there. Um, so it's a weird relationship if you live there. Um, and one day, uh, this venue that I loved for a long time um, and was on the river on like a cooler part of the river. Um, the owner of it called me up and was like, Hey, um, the San Antonio river authority is going to be having like a party here. And I wanted to make it kind of fancy because the bar was very much dive bar vibes. Um, and he was like, I wanted to make it fancy. Um, and if you could like make something that'd be really neat. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. Um, when when is this and he was like it's like this weekend and i was like oh um okay how much music do you want he's like yeah like 45 minutes i was like uh okay so and you you probably don't have a budget right he's like no 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 it's like okay um (laughs) and in my head i was like this is an absurd ask um i should probably say no to this but also i'm about to move to new york and i have all these ideas of like merging pop music and like electronics and sound and all this together, but I don't have an example of it in practice. Mm. And I don't really have like, I don't, I felt like I didn't have a piece that really represented me at that aesthetic moment in my life. Um, So I kind of just stayed silent for a bit and then was like, okay, well I'll do it. And locked myself in my room and created that three movement work. Um, And the workflow just felt kind of, beautiful it was easy to base it off of like this entity that i've been around all the time the river and also base it kind of on its history right of like mm-hmm. here's something that was originally Yanaguano river which means refreshing water and mm-hmm. create that refreshing sound of like before people interfered with the river and then create this poem spacey hazy identity type middle movement of like here's the river being segmented off and interacted with by so many different people who are using it for such different purposes. Um, the time that the river was just like a source of crime, the time that the river was cleaned up and no one could go there, the time that the river became like tourist trappy. And then the last movement of just like, I guess it's touristy now and that's what it's going to be. But also knowing that like the river can change into something else in the future. Um, 
this constant movement of water anyway felt really readily inspiring and helped me get through the themes, the thematic work of what the piece was supposed to be. Um, and I just sat there in my chair with my laptop open with Sibelius and my violin in my lap and to my left was my MIDI controller and on my desk was my computer with Logic, my producing software open. And I would just do that for the whole week. And then I performed it and it worked. And I was very happy <laughs> that it actually worked. Um, and I was like, it's good to know that I can do this before I go to this major city where this maybe asks of me more often. Um, and then later taking it to Iceland was really remarkable. Um, the earth there is just so strong. Um, it, it's a, yeah, I don't really know how to explain it still, but like to know that the land is so calm and so pretty, and there are so many rainbows everywhere, but also that it's extremely volcanic. Um, and that underneath the soil and underneath the earth, like all these crazy tectonic things are happening. Um, is really humbling and to be on a waterfall and performing this work that's about this river back home, which is not, it doesn't feel as um, viscerally intense as the landscape in Iceland. It's really, really beautiful amplification of the piece. And like, here's a way to feel this in a deeper way. And also like being misted on and there's a video of me performing it and I'm in short sleeves, but it definitely was like 20 degrees and freezing cold uh, <laughs> when I was recording it, but it just felt like, okay, I'm becoming a part of this like river identity, a part of this thing that's just constantly moving and free and despite its environment, it's going to keep going, you know? Um, yeah. I really love that piece and I'm really glad that other people are performing it now too. Um, it kind of feels like the logical next step of I performed it and now I've performed it around the world and now people are taking it and performing it for little festivals or like for digital premieres during the past year. And I'm just so happy that it's in other violinists' hands. Yeah. E4TT's 2021-22 season opener included your beautiful etudinal caprice. Could you tell us about it? Sure. Um, that work is really old, um, <laughs> which is really yeah, fun yeah. for me, uh, <laughs> that it's like being performed and recorded and, and finding this new life now. Uh, there's something really comforting about that, actually, that people are um, down to just go to my SoundCloud and find things and be like, oh my God, can we perform this? Like, wow, yes, you can. <laughs> I didn't know anyone <laughs> would want that. Um, it's, yeah, I, um, the process of making it was definitely more, um, I would say, like, academic almost. Um, it was kind of a self-assignment during school where I wanted to make something. I had this idea of what piano music sounded like in my head, um, but I realized I'd never written it. And so I wanted to figure out, okay, well, what can I do to pull this sound out and to uh, prove to myself that that sound actually even exists. Um, and I thought like making an etude would be cool, but I also kind of wanted it to be flashy. So it should be a caprice type thing. And then when I tracked that I wanted to be caprice, like I thought of the, as a violinist, the Paganini 24th. And I was like, this piece is cool because it's segmented off into different sections. So it gets to be a lot of different things. 
and maybe it would be cool to make an etude that's like asking a person to work on a lot of different things at the same in the same piece but with the same theme you know and then also knowing that like as a composer i'm participating in the etude as well because it's like can i create these different worlds can i create these different spaces and sounds in the same piece but make it all feel connected and if i can do that then i think i have a shot at being a decent composer <laughs> when I was in college. Um, and yeah, and then I just, I kind of wrote it very swiftly. Lots of pieces in college happened very fast for me. Um, and when it was done, I was really happy with it. Um, but I couldn't find anyone near me to play it. Um, and then I kind of just gave up on it for years. But of course, as many of my composition teachers have told me, like never throw anything away. <laughs> always keep the, the file nearby and like just keep things in the drawer because you never know when you might need something. And yeah, it's like this year, people started reaching out about um, performing it and using it. And I'm like, wow, really gifted to be surrounded by a lot of amazing pianists who can pull it off. And yeah, right. I'm just glad that it's uh, alive now. <laughs> it's a beautiful piece. And we like doing beautiful music. We also perform works that aren't pretty at all, and some that deal with social justice, too. But I'm the co-founder, and I have a lyric voice, so beauty and lyricism are important to me. Thank you for listening to For Good Measure, and a special thank you to our guest, Darian Donovan Thomas, for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast by clicking on the subscribe button and support us by sharing it with your friends, posting about it on social media, and leaving us a rating and a review. To learn more about E4TT, our concert season online and in the Bay Area, or to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit us at www.e4tt.org. This podcast is made possible in part by a grant from the California Arts Council and generous donors like you. Four Good Measures produced by Nanette McGinnis and Ensemble for These Times and designed by Brennan Stokes. With special thanks to audio engineer extraordinaire Stephanie Newman. Remember to keep supporting equity in the arts and tune in next week for Good Measure.